We are live. JW Megawake Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special Silk Road Trekker Tree. We got Colton here. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hanging out in the box with some uh, some whiskey and some Coors Light. We're going to be talking about rock and roll, playing some fresh tracks. Oh, so fresh donuts as well. Fresh donuts as well. We got it all. It's all here. Right on 21st and Mission. Or 21st in Florida. Well, I guess my brain isn't working right now. <laughs> I think it was that joint we just smoked. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Mutiny Radio. Welcome. I know that you're oh. close by, too. Yeah, I just got for work. Shot on over on my motorcycle. And uh, I don't know. That's why I'm here. Motorcycles are the jam. Yeah. So, here to talk about music, right? Yeah, here to talk about music and rock and roll. And I know you've been doing it for a while. And uh, I'm trying to remember the last time that I seen the Silk Road Truckers play. Uh, probably a Milk Bar, maybe, is the last time I Milk saw Bar, it. that's right. Yeah. And what else? Uh, we played, we've been playing all our pub gigs, too. We played at the Blue Light in the Marina, and we just started at Capo's over in North Beach. Yeah, so that was yesterday you guys played. Yeah. How was that? Oh, it was awesome, man. I, I, <laughs> dude, my favorite part about playing these pub gigs is just, like, being able to heckle the crowd as they walk by. Like, I, whenever somebody <laughs> walks by with a dog, I say, what's your dog's favorite song? That's great, and you yeah. just bust it out. Uh, that's why we play Bad Moon on the Rice right now. <laughs> yeah. That's some really that good. That is some dog's favorite song. Some dog, some crowd work there. Yes, we do get who let the dogs step out, but we don't. <laughs> Mainly because I can't. I had actually played my uh, first show at in North Beach the other day at Grand Green. Um, really? Yeah. Oh wow! Congratulations. Well, I mean, Grand Green. Have you ever played there? No, not yet. Yeah. Maybe someday. Uh, you know what? I'd really love to play. I'd love to play the saloon. That is like my favorite spot in that San is Francisco. A piece of rock and roll. Uh, the Saloon is one of the oldest bars in the city, right? But that's really where I stood. That's the first place I got to play on stage was at the Saloon. Uh, so I, I had a girlfriend at the time that lived in North <laughs> Beach, and I was basically living with her. And I was like 26, 27, maybe. And, uh, Which wasn't too long, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. About a, a decade ago <laughs> now. So. Uh, so <laughs> Uh, so I would go to the saloon every Monday to see this guy's Peter Lindman and, Ho- and Jose Simeone. Uh, they're an acoustic duo. Actually, you know, Peter would play a uh, 12-string guitar, and Jose played like a, a original Fender Stratocaster with Canary Yellow. Both they're both insanely good guitarists. They'd always break strings. Whenever they would have their cigarette breaks, they would let me get up on stage and play. Uh, and so I actually I hung out there so much. I wrote a couple of my first songs there. Actually, really, uh, one of the songs you're gonna hear today, uh, "Way Out West," I wrote sitting at that bar. It's wow! Like, I was a young dickhead, and I carved my name into the bar top. So if you ever go there, <laughs> look for my name in the bar top, where there's that little crook in the bar. That seems pretty fresh. Is that what was the name of that track? A uh, way out west. Way out west. Gosh, I. Uh... Yeah, so anyone out there listening, uh, the saloon is one of the uh, one of the oldest venues. Yeah, it's, it, well, I mean, it's the original. The building's been there since 1860, 1859, 18, 1860. Same with like the Comstock right on the corner, and with there's the, all, the three oldest bars in the city are all right there, and that's 
it hasn't continued. It's been like a grocery store at certain points too. But it's still got, you can see the, the wood at the base of the bar. Actually, the bar, the main bar top now isn't the original bar top. The original bar top is kind of behind the stage. The one that's there now is one that was actually originally uh, in a Boston bar and got shipped across the states. No way. Yeah. Like that's some cool history. And you can it's see a time capsule walking in the base. They have the like the uh, they have they used to have a gutter where the guys could pee into the bottom of the bar. You can tell the difference between the original wood and the wood where the gutter used to be. Wow. Yeah, because I remember if if you ever been in that. It's been a while since I've been to that uh, saloon bar in North Beach. It's on Grant and Columbus right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that walking into that bathroom or being a weird truck to go down to the bathroom. And that actually makes sense. I haven't been there in yeah. a, haven't sen- been there since before the pandemic, but there's just something that's just. The place it, is magical. It's like time traveling. Yeah. And you know, you there. go there. Like I was there on 4th. It's cash July. only. I was there on Yeah. It's cash only. There's a Hell's Angel that works there at the bar. I actually participated in a saloon fight inside that bar once with the bartender. That was a Hell's Angel. <laughs> it was wow. awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of that. That was a good. That was a fun day. Was yeah. There was the the bar the the dude's girl the bartender the Hell's Angel's girlfriend was out front smoking a cigarette. Got in an argument with some some old guy, and the guy punched her in the face, and everybody was like. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm about to see a murder go down in the saloon. Uh, no, Shane was working, but he helped out in the bar, drive the guy inside, and one of his other Hell's Angels buddy was there, and Shane had him behind the arms, and the guy like <laughs> ran up and punched him in the face. And this this guy, this old Hell's guy, Angel like, made, guy, he, yeah, the Hell's Angel guy punched him in the face, and this guy fell to the floor, and he gets back up all day, and he pulled the utility knife out of his cargo shorts, and he was like swinging at them, and I was standing behind them. Holy there was shit. this little old lady that used to go there every day. She was, she was in crutches. She elbows me. And she says, all right, are you going to help your friends? I was like, fuck. I just got caught out. But this old lady, I got to do something. So I swear, I swear, <laughs> I swear to fucking God, I whipped off my belt. I wrapped around the motherfucker's feet and looped it and just like, wow, yanked his feet from under him and just slammed his ass to the floor. Did on his back while the hell, while this dude, while the hell's angel dude ran out to his motorcycle Grab a pair of handcuffs, because for whatever fucking scary reason he had handcuffs for. Wow. That's a trip. Yeah, Hell's Angels are one of those things, too. Hell's Angels have been around for a long time. And yeah. Part of I, rock and roll history in San Francisco, too. Yeah, totally. And my um, my dad, you know, I remember my dad telling me when he was a kid, he wanted to go to see the Rolling Stones at Coliseum back in the, the 70s or the, the 80s. And my grandmother wouldn't let him go because the Hell's Angels were... We're bouncing that. Yeah. They're in front of it. Yeah. yeah, they're probably all fucking jacked up on like LSD and speed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those Hills Angels, I, I see them I'm around. I'm sure there's more one ultimate, more than one ultimate class, you know, where the Hells Angels got in the fight with the, at the, the Rolling Stones concert, the, the ultimate pass, where the Hells Angels killed that guy. But there was more than one. Wow. Incident. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of stories with that rock and roll in general and, you know, the Paul Jones thing. How he mysteriously drowned in a pool at the age of 27. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, drugs were a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, what do we, I, you know, I really don't know enough about his death to, to really comment. Or like, what do the toxicology reports say? I guess with the first thing that everybody would think of. 
unless they unless they like cremated him within 24 hours yeah you know back then i don't know it's interesting i i know uh somebody who had met um longtime acquaintance it's a huge rolling stones fan and they're like hey oh my gosh the rolling stones are the best freaking band and you know that's ever i'm like you know what i like the stones the best band ever definitely one of the best bands ever but she was saying um yeah, yeah. She was saying yeah. that uh, Mick and uh, Keith Richards, the singer and the guitar player in the band, had drowned him or on purpose because he was going to fuck up the band. Wow. You never yeah, heard that before? And, and, and no, I, I have never heard that before. And you know, there's still people that believe like Paul McCartney died in a car crash. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> and right. And that he's been replaced. And like the guy whose replacement has actually become a way more prolific singer songwriter than he has. Hell yeah. Gosh, you know what? <laughs> I saw him when he came through town recently. Uh, Paul? Uh, yeah, yeah, when he God, played at the Okanagan. That's right. Yeah. That was um, that wasn't too long ago. No, it was, it was, it was a Friday months, night. Two months ago or something. Was, yeah, that was a... Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, that's that's amazing. The last time that I remember Paul McCartney come around, he played at the Coliseum... Or not the Coliseum, the uh, Candlestick, right before they ripped it up and moved it down to Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. And it was on the news, and there was this um, there was this person that said that it took him three and a half hours to get there because there was so much traffic. I just can't. Yeah. Can you imagine being that big of a star like Paul McCartney? So <laughs> you get a helicopter. Wild. Yeah. Oh, I saw Tenacious, Tenacious D when they came through town. That's right. They played at the fire. No, the, up, the at the Warfield. Warfield. That's right. They were supposed they were supposed to play at the Stanford Theater, but there was a fire down there, so it got switched. Broken, pardon me, into two nights. Friday at the Warfield, Saturday at the uh, Mountain House Winery. So uh, my sister and I saw him at the Warfield. I uh, I bought the official Tenacious D cum rag because everything else is just a cum rag. That's really funny. Yes, it says it on the towel. And it, it's true. It is a superior cum rag. I've tested <laughs> it multiple times. It is looks that it like right it's there? been heavily starched. Yes. The one with the donuts? <laughs> yeah. The yes. donut rag? It's stiff. That's funny. Uh, yeah, that was a great show. I threw one of my socks on stage. They rocked one of my socks off. Not quite both. They didn't oh, play one. Did they didn't play that. Wonder Boy or Fuck Her Gently. You were uh, only wearing one sock at the Utah. Yeah, That's, right. yeah, That's yeah, where yeah. I saw you play last. I remember that. It was only one sock. Hey, man. Because the other sock was lost at Tenacious rocked. D. Yeah. It, I know it was sacrificed. It was given... Really, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, gosh, where are you guys playing next? Oh, yeah, good point. We're here to talk about the band that I'm in, Jet. Uh, we're playing at the chapel on July 29th with uh, Spirit Hustler. July 29th, mm-hmm. Spirit Hustler. That's coming up pretty soon. On uh, July 29th. Uh, yeah, July 29th. It's gonna be a Friday. It's gonna be a first time playing at the chapel. We're gonna uh, just get all the homies out. It's going to be a wonderful show. We've never played there before, so we're really excited. It's like such a great venue. I might it dress is. up. I, I think I might need to get my preacher outfit set up uh, for this one. I've got some nice, sweet black and white snakeskin boots that I can throw in with my preacher collar. It'll look real nice, and then I'll slowly rip it off all throughout the silk night. Rucker, sick, silk truck, <laughs> silk road trucker <laughs> status. I mean, yeah. it's so slick. It's so slick. You got the, the snakeskin boots. Yeah. You got everything. Yeah, I'm ready. It'll be great. Ready to go. So I was going to play a track for everyone out there. 
Okay. Um, you said July 29th? July 29th, yeah. Chapel. Yeah. That's running Valencia. Hell yeah. This song is by the Silk Road Truckers. We got Colton right here in the box, Mini Radio. What song are we going with right now? Do you want to go Sea Gray or do you want to go Sky of Life? Uh, you know, you know. let's talk about, let's go, do you see Way Out West up there? I don't. Okay, let's go Sea of Gray. Sea of sea Gray. gray. Uh, well, I think you'll figure out what the song's about. It's about San Francisco. It's a mystery. And you can...
That is Silk Road Truckers right now sitting back in the box with Colton, the lead singer on that track. Oh, we, yeah. we are coming up here. It's officially 420 on a Friday. Oh, it's officially 420? Does this mean I got to light the other joint, man? I think so. At maybe. Least, at least one round of puff. We don't need to get I gotta ask. High. I got to ask you. I don't know because the, vocally, do you, have a, do you have vocal influences? Yeah, well, I was uh, like, especially when I was, this song in particular, I have very croony, like very crooner style. I feel like, I, yeah, Frank Sinatra and like, and Jim Morrison for sure. That Also, Bradley Noem. I really got a lot of that from him too. Bradley Noem. I am maybe. Oh yeah, you know what? Is I know Bradley for some reason. Oh, I just I knew him. I just knew him by first name, I guess, and I forgot his last name. I mean, I'm from San, oh. I'm from San Carlos, just down on the peninsula. My whole family, we all we all love Sublime. And there's also, you know, my my stepmom's family is an Italian family here from San Francisco. They love Frank Sinatra, and also they really loved R&B and soul music. That's why. If I could sing like anybody, I would sing like Otis Redding. Man, not that he was from here. Yeah, we all know. I know that. But, yeah. I mean, obviously, this song that, you know, sitting on the dock of the bay, but whatever. He's got such an amazing voice. Uh, so that song that we list, just listened to, Sea of Grey, I don't think it was necessarily an homage to that, uh, that sitting on the dock of the bay song, but it was just more like, I, it was in a sense of that it's like the Sea of Grey is San Francisco Bay, and it's like me going out and doing like doing drug, like doing blow, take the long white line to get you through that long dark night, and just going having one of those city nights, and then you're sometimes you're out all night until the sun rises, and you're just walking through the city to see a gray. Yeah, I mean the more I think about it now, in those lyrics, they do align with that dock in the bay, sitting on the dock of the bay. That's that's great. I I find that too. I I find that you know being an artist. And when you're inspired by other artists, that when you create your own picture, it it just sounds like that and feels like that to you. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I, ripped, out, I ripped out one of my mustache hairs. Well, yeah, I know. I thought that was song. a really strong Coors Light. I was kind of thinking, I was like, oh my god, man, what's in that so Coors Light? Glad nobody got to hear my falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this um, somehow I got your um. Your whisker or your your mustache whiskers. caught on the um, <laughs> on the Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was definitely a wake up call for sure. Yeah, I, I thought you were having an allergic reaction. Oh, the the beer's <laughs> gone bad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like off the top of my head, those are some artists that, that really influenced my singing. Uh, and as far as like more of a writing style and how I got into it, it it started off as like. I got my first guitar when I was 17 and it was uh, uh, it was a pro it was a, it was a project for English class. It, the project was teach yourself how to do something by reading a book. So I bought a bass guitar book and I did that and I failed the project and I failed I failed most of school uh, in the later years. Whatever. Some of the best. Some of the best years. Yeah, that's uh, but then I just kind of fucked around for the next decade. <laughs> and when I was about like this, right, this, but so when I was about 26, 27, I was like, well, dang, I'm playing all this guitar. By that point, uh, I had also used the, uh, the Beatles complete chord songbook. I used to just flip through that book and just play as many of the songs today as I can. 
and ultimate guitar taps. Those two things. What was the first? Do you remember the first Beatles song you tried to cover? A Blackbird. Oh yeah, that's I know a good that one. was a tough task, but I really wanted to get. I really wanted to get good, better at finger picking. And that's like that yeah, a totally. Nice one. That's the one. That is the one. Uh, I'm not gonna play the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just wanted to mess with it because I love that song. Just that, even that, just that opening riff is so beautiful. Every part of that song is so beautiful. Uh, that was one of the reasons, yeah. And that was also a great challenge to be able to learn and sing at the same time, to be able to play and sing at the same time, or they'd be like finger picking at the same time. I would sit in the, I would sit in my bathroom on the stool, on a stool. Uh, and the I toilet would, or? No, no, I was sitting on a stool. No, <laughs> just uh, no just I was not. Up. I was not leaving a stool. JWI was sitting on a stool in the bathroom. I, yes, yes, because I had the big mirror, and also you sound oh, that's everybody. Good. Everybody knows you sound better in this bathroom singing. Hell yeah! Right, so <laughs> I'm sure my neighbors fucking agree. Which bathroom was this? My bathroom. Where was that? Oh no! At it, was, the time. it was actually the bathroom down at the public park in Dolores. Oh my god, are you serious? It's fucking hilarious. No, I'm not serious, Mike. Oh, you're serious? No, you're not serious. Oh, I told, didn't you read my Instagram post? I said it's going to be truths and fantastic lies. A truce about fantastic lies. Yeah, that's what I love. You know what? I was uh, I was leaving outside Lance one year, and I, we were passing this part of Golden Gate Park that was getting remodeled. And they're remodeling <laughs> it. I was like, yo, guys, they're going to make this, they're going to turn this into an emu sanctuary. And they're like, really? You're fucking lying, man. And I was like, no. They're like, it's, they're, it's just like the just like how they have the bison farm deeper in the park. They're gonna put an emu sanctuary in here, and I convinced like a dozen people for like half a mile. I gave I you know, like I like fantastic lies, but then I like to tell the truth. And then you like some buffalo burgers? Yes. I want some fucking emu. I'll give, I'll give me an emu. You know what I want uh, for, for Thanksgiving this year? I'm going to go. I'm going to step it up a notch from turkey to fucking ostrich. Why don't we ever do ostrich for Thanksgiving dinner? If we're like, if America is bigger and better, why don't we just step it up to emus and ostriches for Thanksgiving dinner? Is that not? A- yeah. I feel like an, ostr- uh, an ostrich would make a turkey leg look like a, yeah. like a, like a tiny chickling. Why don't we just have why why don't <laughs> yeah well, I mean what's what's the deal why don't we do that for Thanksgiving I think it, need, maybe, uh, maybe why doesn't or, why doesn't Costco sell you know, emu <laughs> I think I know why they might be I have no idea I am not a biologist or a Scientologist or ah, uh, but everything supposedly uh, tastes like chicken and they're pretty close to chickens I would imagine it would taste like chicken or turkey but maybe. Ostriches, they're not as abundant. Maybe that's why they're not eating. Like horses. Like oh, Really? They're not that abundant? I think we could farm them, man. I think so. Maybe yeah. we should do that right I'm here sure, at Muni. I'm sure people are too. Muni Radio, we should have some uh, some ostrich, an ostrich turn this into an oh, ostrich yeah, farm. Gonna, you know what? I think hey what it would be in the we're gonna, we're going to crowdfund our, our ostrich farm, our meat. We're gonna crowd, There's people we're walking gonna, by. They want to fund it right now. We're going to crowdfund our ostrich meat farm. We're going to do it over in the Bayview. That's the new hip neighborhood. I think you're onto something. Yeah, it can also be a petting zoo. What is that place? Yeah, so slash processing. It plants. might be in the eggs, the ostrich eggs. Yeah, that is the gift that keeps on giving. Ah, but do we have big enough incubators? We need to turn Muni Radio into a giant incubator with ostrich eggs. Oh, it already is for comedians. Uh, 
That's right. Comedy happening tonight at six, guys. Yeah, we got the comedy battle here Come at six o'clock. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. Shoot your shot. We moved everything around in here. It looks nice. Thanks to everyone who has donated. Please still donate. We are hanging on by a shoestring. Wow. A very um, thick shoe, a little thicker shoestring now. You no know, Velcro is really a lot more reliable. <laughs> my God. Yeah. Sounds like you're empty over there, my friend. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm down to my last sip of this water in a can. You look, I'm leaving the tap on you because you don't have a fucking. That is a coconut LaCroix. Oh, there's a little bit in there. There's a shot uh, of cores in there. Hold on. No, no. I'm sorry for just wasting the coin. I'll give you a. Getting a fresh cores here. That is a Friday. That is oh, a I, that oh, is I, the start to a weekend right there. I could there. really hear the mountains in that one. Yeah, I could hear it. Fresh. Ah, huh. so I thought the rockiers would be a lot rockier than this. Huh? <laughs> oh man, my best friend and I, when I when we were growing up, we had that movie on VHS. We watched that shit so much we broke the tape. It was a cassette? Oh yeah, it was a VHS. It was, oh VHS. It was pre Laserdisc. Oh man, phase, you know. I remember watching Wizard of Oz. That was my my obsession as a child, over and over again. Wow, it's fucking weird, man. That movie's fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty far out. <laughs> yeah, everybody got fucked up in that movie. It's a horror movie. Yeah, it, it, time has not done that film well. Same like just like Bill Cosby. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Double, yeah oh my god there's no end to it there's no end to it you let's, know what? Let's, let's, let's reel this back to the yeah so we'll i mean reel we're reeling back in about you know yeah, your yeah. your vocal influences yeah, and, yeah. and bradley and jim morrison and frankie and like if i could sing like anybody it'd be otis redding or like i also love i love a lot of the soul artists from that era like sam oh, one of my favorite albums I always have downloaded is sam cook live in harlem and uh was it 67 or 62 but it's a really great album. I'll send it to you later, man. Uh, that and the Buena Vista Social Club I've been listening a lot to lately as well. Yeah, um, so I was shocked to actually know. I didn't even know this until like a couple years ago, surprisingly, because I'm a Bay Area kid too. But Bradley, um, did you know that where he passed? In here in San Francisco. Yeah, he passed in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. He died at the age of 28. San yeah. Francisco, right by Ocean Beach. I didn't even know that. I was just like, "Holy shit!" I know. Isn't is he's it, a pretty big star? Is it twenty? Is twenty-seven the, the magical year? Is it actually twenty-eight? He's twenty-eight. Parts? But didn't like when Hen like when Hendrix died and all the isn't the, what's the number? It's right around there for a bunch of rock stars. Twenty-seven. So, twenty-seven. Ah, you almost made. He's, yeah, I forgot about that number. Uh, Bradley just missed the cut, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he mean that Fuck. really, quite literally. He just missed the cut. Yeah, because I guess the yeah. cut. Up here was not as uh, was a lot more was a lot more potent potent than the stuff he was getting from Mexico and uh, Long well, Beach. We do have the fine china here in San Francisco, folks. If you're looking to travel, the fine china. <laughs> yes, there's always good deals in Chinatown. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So you guys, um, you guys play. I mean, you guys jam. I mean, you guys have a spot downtown. That's right. We do right in the tent, right in the tenderloin, and uh, we've been there for like a couple years. But actually, the original, the original OG place that I, I first started even making noise with people was at Music City, over on Bush and Polk. Uh, but Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Colombini, the the, unauthor yeah. the unauthorized Rudy. Rolling Stones. Yeah. 
Front man, yeah. I, uh, I've actually done some carpentry work on that place too. And even when I was in a Burning Man camp, I built my, like my burning part of my Burning Man camp project in like the the workspace that's been going on for like twenty years. It's yeah, cool. it's gonna be great when it's done. You know, it's this dream that building. It's a really cool thing that he's doing, and it's like a awesome. Uh, it was an awesome place to really explore when I was getting to know uh, how to be in a band. I didn't. It's the first and only band I've ever been in. He's like, I didn't know how to be in a band, and it's like when you're when you're when you're like a singer songwriter and you're not that great at guitar and like you've never been in a band and you're like still figuring out your singing and stuff. You, nobody really wants you to be the singer in their band because artists, musicians that are good enough, well, they have their own shit going on. They don't want to fuck around with some dude who's like doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So you just got to start like... Yeah, but you're, you're a kid back then. Yeah, I was kid, kid, whatever, like 27, 28 at this point, you know, so it's not that much of a kid. Um, a grown kid. Grown kid. Yeah, I've been about 10 years late on everything. I think I'm about 10 years behind in life. I had a... That's good, though. Yeah, it's fine. We're going to live longer these days. It's cool. I think so. I, I work out. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, Music City. So anyone listening in, Music City is a uh, a spot in downtown Bush between sandwich in between Polk and Larkin. Yeah. Um, yeah, Alvin from the Breakfast Pigs, he's part of that. You, um, can rent, you can rent spaces for like three-hour blocks there for pretty good deals. And they have different rooms for different size bands and like varying levels of equipment. It's like a really great place for musicians to go if they want to try something out with a group of people. That's pretty fun. At one point, it was in 2016, actually 2015, 2016, they were doing a deal where it was free or it was like $5 to jam from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And so I did that. We started a band... And we wrote like 15 songs in two weeks, and I was working able to work remotely for my job, and so I um, I was just sipping champagne, and um, writing music for, you know, from 11 mm-hmm. to one o'clock for two weeks, and it was amazing. The cool thing about it, in my opinion, in my personal artistical experience, is that. When you go to a place you, like you that, testicles or our testicles, our testicles, artistical. It kind of sounds like yeah. So th- what I like about that, and in my experience, is that when you go to a place where there's already freaking drum sets all set up, yeah. Like kind of like you know, you just you just walk in, you plug in your guitar, your whatever instrument you're playing, and you just focus on the the making of the art. Yeah. And um, I love that. I mean, it's a good spot to just go and write music. Oh, you know what, man. Oh, I just remembered. That's the Guitar first. Noise. That's where I first met uh, Trixie Rasputin. Trixie Rasputin. I saw her on the actual Salesforce so uh, she, park today. Yeah. If those of you who don't know, she she promotes. Uh, she's like a promoter and show put her together. Uh, look up Trixie Rasputin on Instagram, man. She does a lot for the local music scene. She books us all kinds of great little like little local pub gigs and like and all the little vet and all the venues and she makes sure every she brings a clicker to the gigs to make sure that the door people don't fuck with her so she can get the bands paid she's really about her business and anybody who wants to like work with a good booker in san francisco look up trixie so you're going to tell me that trixie had met you guys had met at music city she she's seen my she's seen like the whole trajectory of my music thing and i'm saying vice versa like this when she had her her band, Trixie and the Skates. 
I have a copy. <laughs> I have a copy of that CD. Maybe if I come on here again, I'll bring it. I'm gonna put it on blast, and maybe she'll come on with me, and we'll chat about. That'd be pretty funny. Or yeah. that'd be fun. If I come over, yeah, have her. I have the three of us on. We'll, I we'll, mean, her and our bites. We'll, we can we can talk some shit. We're good. I mean, it's at a certain point you just become cartoon characters. Yeah, and you're just walking through. Yeah, you know, you're imagining From some people's imagination. and the skates to the mudlords. I still got a mudlords pinned, <laughs> and the mudlords in a black moon. And I think I can't remember her new pod. Ted, ba- I think her new project is like Ted Baby. Oh, Ted Baby, yeah. So yeah. that's who Ted Baby was playing on the rooftop mm. um, today. And what's rooftop? Uh, the Salesforce Park, oh, actually. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah, I guess I'm just used to saying that. We did that a couple years ago, right before mm. COVID happened. It was fun. Now that these businesses are starting to come back a little bit, I just think that's the thing to do. I mean, you rile up these, you know, nine to fivers and and have them come down and you know with a lunchbox and hang out and watch the band mm-hmm. on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those, those gigs are fun for bands. It's tough. I mean, because like a lot of us have day jobs and shit, and if everybody just has to take a half day, it can be a bit. But they're lovely gigs. It's a lovely venue. I really want to play the amphitheater at the far end one day. That place looks awesome. Oh, yeah, the amphitheater. Yeah, so every time that I've gone there on Fridays, they have yoga. And so there's somebody that's, you know, given a yoga class. Mm-hmm. I feel quite in- intrigued by it. I don't know. It's uh, the, the person who teaches the, uh, the yoga class is a bit of a, of a philosopher as well. And will go on a tangent. <laughs> it's so it's so great. It was really, really fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so July 29th, the chapel. I was yep. just, I, I was at the chapel not too, uh, too long ago. I kind of broke out of my kind of traditional rock. Because I like to go to really, I feel like, you know, the stuff you're doing here is very sophisticated. Um, as, you know, it's really loud and. For those of you who don't know, I'm just moved my eyebrows. <laughs> I'll narrate sometimes when I don't know what to say. Eyebrow movement. Yeah. So I, I kind of wanted to break out of my, because I, I just love high energy music. And yeah. I like to go to rock shows. That's like, and so somebody had a couple extra tickets to this monophonics show. They're actually from here as well. They're, oh. uh, they're um, a hip hop band here locally from San Francisco and I kind of broke out of my, you know, rock and roll shell for a night. And I don't know. I mean, it was really, really good. I had a fun time and it's a good spot. And I can just, uh, I can imagine some rock in that, in that, um, the chapel, how great that would be. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be, it's really and July 29th, uh, July 29th, Valencia street. I mean, that's just a couple blocks away from where you could crawl home. Yeah. It just, Maybe I'll be carried by a big strong lady. Yes, that's what I'm. About. Please, strong ladies. And if you'd like to bring a wheelbarrow, that's cool too. Just take me home. Just wheel me home down a country road. I remember um, you were talking about a lady earlier. Uh, bubbles. Bubbles. Yeah. Bubbles. 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 What a history! Cute. I remember that. I. I gosh. Bubbles. Oh, we're gonna. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't even want to go down that road, but maybe that's episode two. Episode two. Episode two, guys. One reason to come back, okay? If anyone knows Bubbles, direct message us directly. Yes, please do. It's a uh, yeah. quite a story. 
Yeah, quite a story. A whole a whole episode's worth. It'd be great. Uh, <laughs> uh, so oh yeah, so back to the band. Uh, so what else? I did that the Music City thing for like a year, and then uh, I was we were just about to pay our first like out of basement gig at the uh, there was this uh, mer- uh, art artist comedy called Merchants of Reality over on um, Balsam and. It's over in the summer. I can't remember its corners right now. Merchants of Reality. They were great collective. Wait a second. Yeah, I know what that is. Do you remember? Do you remember? It's those on eighth. I think I want to say seventh or eighth in B- Folsom. Do you know BC? BC BC. BC BC is a venue. BC BC. No BC BC is a person. Maybe I don't. Yeah, he's Maybe awesome. I'll introduce you to him. You should have him on here too. He's from Nigeria. He's got a he he's got a really fucking great story as well. All right. Um. So I did that right when that happened. The band broke up. That was the first, the very, the very first iteration of the band. And then it was one. You guys did one show. No, we didn't even do that show. Wow. Yeah, I did the show by myself. I got really drunk. It was a weird place. <laughs> it was a weird place. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to remember my first show I ever did. How, yeah. And so then after that, I dropped the S from Truckers. I was like, Silk Road Trucker. I see for for like a year, and then uh, I was applying to live in the Merchant of Reality. And that place, it was already kind of up in the air at that point whether or not it was going to be able to stay open. And so we found this other collective called the Embassy Network, uh, run ran by Jesse Kate Schlinger. Schlinger, uh, was, do you know her? Do you know Jesse Kate? I know. I like the name. Oh yeah, it's a great name. Uh, she's an amazing woman. Her husband, uh, Robbie, as well. They're both awesome. They both used to work for NASA, and they've both kind of gone and done altruistic things since then. And her mission is uh, starting a, a worldwide network of communal living spaces. And uh, she started here in San Francisco and started with the Embassy Suites over down like uh, Oak and uh, Fillmore, right about right around the Church Escape. And uh, uh-huh. one of the second places was uh, the Red Victorian. So it had been Sammy Sunchild, the previous owner, long time, the famous owner of the Peaceful World Cafe, the Peaceful Cafe um, fame. Uh, she passed away a few years prior, uh, before that. And the building had been vacant for a little bit and had kind of been up in the air as what was going on. I know Google had tried to buy it at one point. <laughs> but when Sammy died, she passed the ownership of the building to the foundation that she was part of called the peaceful world foundation and uh they had ownership of the building they didn't want to sell it to google and so they decided to lease it to jesse kate and the se and the embassy network and so we i was part of the original crew that opened it up as like a hotel hostel and commune all in one building 22 rooms about a rotating cast of 12 to 16 people with, between couples and stuff like that. And the main floor of the cafe was the event space. And uh, that's where, uh, yeah, the main floor of the event space. And that's where we started it. And so I moved in there. And all of a sudden, I pulled up the trap door one day. And, and I found that the old cistern to the building was actually a basement. It was it, it, like the old basement was a cistern. So we went down there. And there was rats and all kinds of shit down there, <laughs> and like all just stuff. And like I, and, like I posted on the Instagram thing, 
You know, people saw was rats and heaps of trash, and I saw my field of dreams. And so I, my rock and roll field of dreams. So I cleared over a thousand pounds of stuff out of that basement. Dude, I know that because they, that's how they charge you. There's like a whole air conditioning unit down there. That's Somewhere it. in Oak, you said? Uh, what's that? Or from which part? Oh, were you talking about the building? Where was no, it? No, the, the Red Victor- we're talking about the Red Victorian the hate. on Upper gotcha. Hay Street. The Red Victorians, yeah. The Red Victorians, uh, it's, it's got a very storied history on Hay Street. Um, and some controversial history as well. You guys should look it up on, uh, on Wikipedia. It's definitely got a What is the address? Are you allowed to give the address away? Yeah, I can't remember the address right now, though. It's been a few years. That's pretty cool. You know, as I noticed that a lot of landlords, maybe not just in San Francisco. You don't even, you don't even need the address. Just look, just type in the Red Victorian. It's like that well-known building. It's not the one with Jimi Hendrix, is it? No, no. This one's close to that's, it, that one's, that one's down the street. Like, Banks, this is the building that Banksy did a painting on. Oh, gotcha. The Hate Street. Oh, Banksy. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a cool yeah, building. Banksy was on there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're talking about rats and everything, and it's... Funny. Uh, yeah, you yeah, see that's, these. Ha- that's why. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's funny. You see these these places and most places here in San so Francisco. That means he must have stayed there. Yeah, potentially. But I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these places that don't allow pets, but it came with a rat. So. I mean, that was the only, the only way he it? could have gotten to that space is if he was gone, <laughs> if he had gone out the window of the Red Victorian. So he must have had a room there when he did that. Man, that's epic. Um, so I cleared over a thousand pounds of stuff out of there. And I, then I just started collecting stuff. Like during one of my dump trips, I found a full-on Heiko drum, like intact and skin intact. And I bought that, put that in the basement. I put a swing down there, collected all kinds of rugs and mirrors and tele- old telephone cords and like an old pillar that I painted gold. There's, and uh, a friend of mine, David Lee, he owns Talk. My friend David Lee owns Takoria. T A C O R E A. It's Korean. Mexican food. Yeah, Korean Mexican fusion food. Where are the Uh, cross streets on that? He's got one at at Bush and Taylor, and he's got one at Broadway and Columbus, right next to Sam's Burgers. Bush and Taylor. Yeah, Sam's Burgers. Right next to Sam's Burgers. Takoria, he, like, if you had one of the, on the original band t-shirts, he sponsored the band originally. We've got Takoria printed across the back of our first band (laughs) t-shirts. No way. If you ever come in 30 years, if we're famous, if you ever come across a band teacher that's got Takoria across the back, hey man, that's some OG shit and you can make money. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fun. What were the crossroads again in Knob Hill? There's uh, Bush and Bo- what? Bush and Taylor. Taylor. Bush and Taylor. There's Lower some good Knob. stuff around there. That's right. Oh, and then there's, there's a uh, lot of good stuff then, around there. And then Broadway and Columbus, right next to Sands Burgers. Yeah, man. So he gave me a case of whiskey left over from a company party. And that's how I started the band. I was hosting the open mics at the Red Vic. And so when musicians would come in, right, like, oh, would you like to see my basements? <laughs> come drink my whiskey, play with my instruments. And uh, I just started hosting jam sessions. And uh, like after a while, my whole plan was just like, all right, who's getting along? Like, who's good? Who's getting along? Who, like, what's, like, who's down to show up? Like, all this kind of stuff. And I slowly kind of pieced the band uh, together from that. And that's when I met Al Keefe. Al Keefe. Uh, Is that his real name? Al Keefe. No, no. But it, that's, his, <laughs> that's, his, that's his stage name. That's great. But he worked at the History Music Shop along with Mike, Mal- along with Mike Malazzo, who was also playing. He played bass in the band very, very briefly. And uh, James Jaroba, also a, a, a History Music uh, 
uh, employee who played. We had a uh, tenor sax in the band at one point, a very interesting saxophone player. I, I was not able to handle his greatness. I was so new on music writing. I didn't know what to do in the saxophone, especially the tenor sax is so powerful. I was like, ah, brother, you're so good, but like, I can't handle your greatness. And so it's in the lurk around in the long run within that, with that way. I would love to find a way to bring that back. But by the way, maybe you need an alto. Al, Al Keith was, uh, was a great, uh, was a great friend at the time. And he was the, one of the, he's the original piano player in the band, very talented piano player. Um, uh, we were very close for a few years and then uh, sometimes relationships do it's just you know we you know not not to get too sidetracked but it didn't work out in the long run still got left for the man though and uh, but while we were together while we were there man, we did some really great stuff you know what we did we entered the uh, 40th anniversary hate street fair battle of the band hosted by ace the one that Ace Oh, wrote. yeah, he's at the Valencia. So, he's at Valencia Radio, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's at Valencia Radio? Yeah, okay. I think so. So, yeah. um, Ace and Ace. I know of him, but I've never met him. He is, yeah, he's been, so he was hosting, there was the 40th Street, the, the Hate Street Fair 40th Anniversary uh, Battle of the Bands. And we were like, out of a, we won that shit out of like 199 bands that entered. What, what was the band name back then? Silk Road Truck. It's always it was been. Still it's Silk always Road been. Oh, Silk so this Road is Truckers. a long. This is a long. This. I mean. This so is this a long is, truck. I'm almost about. I'm probably about thirty right now. By now, thirty thirty-one. By now, I'm thirty thirty. I'm around thirty-one right now, at this point in the story. Oh, nice. When we win, so it's Time been a traveling. couple years. Yeah. So we did the Hate Street Fair Battle of the Bands. We won that shit. We also had Joe DeLeo. Uh, he's lead guitar player for Bolero. You know Bolero? They play the chapel a fair amount. Um, Joe, Joe DeLeo, uh, and um, you know one of their songs? Oh, jeez! Did you want to sing it? My head. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just, <laughs> shut the fuck up. No, I think it'd be fun. I, mean, I think it'd be fun. I don't know. It's interesting, you know, because at Mutiny Radio we're super comedy. There's just so many freaking comics that are coming yeah. through here, and it's one thing with the like. I feel like if somebody took one of you know, just for example, one of the band that I'm in Zen song and this band try to cover it, that it wouldn't even sound like the uh, other song. Maybe, but there, but there would be history in that because Joe, Joe is in the band. Joe is the, the original like lead guitar player in the truckers. And like, uh, he was such a, a young man when we first met, he was like, <laughs> he had moved here from North Carolina and like, he was like 17. I think when I met him and, he was going. He was just going through a lot, a lot of growing pains, you know, and eventually that, as as it does, you know, rock and roll relationships in bands, it's like, big being a polyamorous relationship at certain points without without the fucking, you know, it gets very emotional. That's a good way to put uh, it. Between, yeah. between bandmates, and you got very deep and close, like creative relationships, and and sometimes you know because you have because of that depth, they can just they can crash just as hard. Uh, and that that happened with Al, for sure. And that happened with the, with Joe, uh, unfortunately. And uh, I mean, I still twins? I, yeah, and toxic trend. Twins. <laughs> oh, toxic twins. No, no, no. That was no. the Aerosmith thing. No, oh no, I didn't get the reference. But um, no. we also had some great other players: Bernardo on the bass and Matt Gonzalez on the drums. That that was the crew that won the HG Fair Battle of the Bands. They were we we're, were awesome in our own way. We we're very much a jam band. At that point, and 
uh, once we did that, we ended up getting uh, invited out to play at Summerfest out in Wisconsin, which is like the world's biggest like music festival. Holy shit! Yeah, we. Did I've heard that. of that before, and I actually a friend of mine's band went on. We played that, and you know, our introduction to the music business was we basically just were a plane ticket for this dude <laughs> to, to get out there. The guy yeah. who booked us, he's like, "If you guys pay for my plane ticket, I'll get you booked at fucking Summerfest." And we did. To his credit, we did. We did. We did. Technically, play there. We took a shuttle into there. And we played. Uh, yeah, but it was. This is know. Silk Road Trucker evolution here. Yeah. This, this is so awesome, man. The evolution. This is your great been, storyteller. It's been variations of this band. Thank you, man. I talked a lot. If I talking this much, I better fucking say something interesting. Yeah. So I know you guys are What's, playing at July 29th. I'm thinking we're gonna play yeah, another track for yeah, everyone out there to listen one. to what some listen to? some rock and roll. Uh, Space Cadet. Yeah. You know what? That'll that'll lead us. That'll. All right. So let me tell you. Let me let me uh, preamble this song. Space Cadet. The first while I was still living at the Red Vic. Um. Space Cadet was a song that I started writing, and that's when I met uh, Mikey and Travis. Uh, Mikey Ross and Travis Casper Bauer. Mikey Ross engineered the new album. Travis Casper Bauer, the guy who mixed it, we recorded at their studio, uh, Lucky Records, over in, uh, in Brisbane. It's where all these uh, great sounding tunes are coming from. We recorded with them. They really uh, guided us and gave us a lot of great advice on... Uh, how to really put this together since it was a lot of our for most of us it was our first album uh and uh, so i was hosting uh, they i i found i was where i was helping this girl natasha write us write her second album and she's like i'm going to this thing called the thing it's an artist collective thing and we went to their <laughs> studio and uh they called the thing it's a thing it's a thing thing it was a thing 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 Okay, you guys got that right? Okay, so Natasha and I went to the Think Thing thing, and it was at their studio in Brisbane, and we like, this is where I first played this song, was at their studio, uh, Space Cadet, and the Space Cadet uh, was a nickname that my girlfriend gave me in high school, because, you know, I was just a space motherfucker. Also, I grew up racing dirt bikes and smashing my head a lot in football. I might have had some head injuries when I was a kid. I don't know about that. You seem pretty alert. I seem pretty alert, but you don't know how many people I've killed, man. Oh, fuck. I've got to kill you now, too. Oh! Sorry. Yelling. Space Cadet. Space Cadet. Maybe a little close to the stars over Just here. Please give Radio, me my huh? bills now. I need to calm down. <laughs> There's a Space Cadet, the Silk Road Truckers. Catch them in 20, July 29th at the uh, chapel. Ready to rock and roll here. Like a 
Y'all like that? Silk Road Truckers. Bunch of motherfuckers. Sitting back here with the, uh, one of the front men of the band here. Oh, one of them. Motherfucker, I'm the only front man. If yeah. anybody else knows you different, <laughs> I'll meet him in the battlegrounds, okay? You're the front, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The whole pronoun thing is kind of interesting. So I feel, um. Front person. Front person, yeah, the front person. You know, just the person, captain of the ship. The front person of the band sitting back here in the box, Muni Radio, twenty first in Florida, just played back this Space Cadet. Ah, uh, but you know, here. no, no, you know what though? I would say, let me say, the front man. I think, uh, I think front man is a. Is, I think would say, I, I guess I'm no expert, but I would, I, in my mind, I would think front man is a gender neutral thing. He's like human. I think human, so. I agree human, with that. And front man, like. Oh gosh, what's the name? The the lead singer for the Kills, lead singer for the Kills. She also did that Jack White project, the Dead Weather. She she uh, or a Karen Karen O. The yeah yeah yeah. She's a fucking oh, it's a Karen chick. Karen O. The front of uh, the yeah, <laughs> Karen O. Of the yeah yeah yeah. She's a fucking kick ass front man. 
Front lady. Front lady? I don't know. What do we do? Um, yeah, I don't even know what it is. I feel like, um, for me... I say front. I decided. I think front man is the way to go. Like I think so. I don't think there's any gender attachment. Being an actor, yeah. being a front man. Well, I mean, they have um, actor and actress, but I don't know if like. Yeah, I, think, I don't think that's the thing anymore. I think you just say actor. I yeah, I think so. I don't think. Yeah, I think you're those right. Those lines are not. Those lines are hard to navigate, and I don't know if we should try to navigate them all right now. Would you consider yourself to be an actor, <laughs> as well as? Just, I think being a performer in general. You know what? If you've seen my account on Pornhub, then yes. You know what, guys? I'm also going to plug my OnlyFans right now. I've got an amateur foot wrestling OnlyFans called Coltor's Curious Feet slash OnlyFans. Wow. Is that a real thing? Yeah, I mean, search it. Okay, I, uh, I just want everyone to, you know, I guess we're yeah, talking I, about people. Foot. I'll give you, you know, if you if you put in offer code Mister San Francisco, I'll give you five dollars off your first month subscription. <laughs> I like that, Mister San Francisco. <laughs> that, I mean, that could mean so many things. How did what you does get that, that Instagram name, man? That is brilliant. I did it as a joke. I know, but it's amazing. So it's yours. I, you're Mister. You're, you're Mister San Francisco. Which what does that mean in San Francisco? I don't know, man. It could be. I should, you, should, you should hang out. You should go to the Tonga room more often. Yeah, that's what so. it means. Let's go get drinks at the Tonga room after this, man. Let's share I'm a with that. Can yeah, I share a Let's. Can we wear our fancy glasses that we're wearing, and uh, and share a tiki bowl? Yeah, a little scorpion bowl to get straw, start the weekend. Two straws and a little flame between us. My mom actually might be in town. <laughs> um, she Great, might be in the and city. Find your mother. We can meet up with my mom at one point. Right. I'll I'll pay for her Uber. Yeah, you know the thing that I'm glad that you you mentioned it the tiki um bar thing. I you know what? I'm the person that goes to a tiki bar and orders a you domestic do, yeah, orders a domestic beer. Wow, you suck. Yeah, no, for some reason. <laughs> I think what it is and for me the whole tiki it's like thing oh, for me, I have a salad. It's like you go to a steakhouse and have a salad. Yeah. yeah that's a good person. But it, so, it is. That's why I write songs, me, man, because I come up with good metaphors and shit. Yeah, but I could tell you're a philosopher. I'm getting, I'm getting sassy yeah, now. You're we, a philosopher. We just said we just had a little bit more of our little. <laughs> being of a, our, you know what's interesting is whiskey. Being a philosopher when you're a songwriter and making guitar noise is not as obvious as if you're a yoga yoga instructor that is verbally talking you know what i mean yeah. like i think yeah. what it is what i'm trying to say is that i i think with music and what you're doing is it's almost subliminal like you're subliminally communicating to people but, i am if you play my songs backwards i will tell you to <laughs> <laughs> well if you i mean the, the lyrics no, no. so the lyrics and anyone listening have you listened to the lyrics to these songs if you listen to the lyrics to these songs uh, you know, not even you don't really need to. The band members, I don't even think they do. But it's okay. I love yeah, I mean, with rock and rock and roll, you know, it's I would say, in my opinion, uh, it's more based yeah, on energy. It's yeah, like energy. It's you I, feel it. When I write these songs, like I come at it from any way that I can. Um, I have no set process, 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 process. Uh, Status about how do I get about it? But usually, like, I'll keep a little. I used to do the journal thing. Hey, but then smartphones got 
invented in fucking Google Docs is way more functional than scribbling in a notebook. It's cool for aesthetic purposes to go back and be like, look, I wrote this in a journal. But really, Google Docs is where it's at. Because then you can share it and make files and stuff like that and edit and take all kinds of notes and it doesn't look like shit and you can read it. Uh, but I'll usually, like, uh, sometimes I'll start with, like, leaving little voice notes for myself. I'll start with a song. Like, I'll let uh, I, song ideas swirl around in my head for a couple of months before I actually put pen to paper sometimes. And, uh, like, Space Cadet, for instance. That is a, that's a, did I already talk about how that's a name I got when I was a kid? I think no, so. you didn't. I don't think so. You're talking about it was inspired by an event, right? Oh, yes, when I got abducted. There's a local band here called Starry-Eyed Cadet. Starry-eyed so when I, that's the first thing I thought when I saw that. I'm like, hmm, I don't know them. Uh, what, I, I would love to see them. They're kind of like this really kind of spacey. They're going by um, Dream Pop. They're like a oh, Dream yeah. Pop band. Uh, it's kind of like, um, you know Rose Hayes? Yeah, I think I, would that be classified? I think that might be classified as dream pop too, or dream Ooh, rock. I like they, that. They, she definitely has a psych, has her psych, has her psych vibe down. Like their I, whole their whole crew is really awesome. They've I, been doing some really good stuff lately. They've been really. I do it hard. see. I see that. I see that, and yeah. I do see it too. Especially now having you in the station, there is something that's pretty kind of dreamy about it. It's like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Like the lyrics and the meaning, like that, that stuff comes later. You hear a song and you're rocking out to it, and the lyrics and the meaning and all that stuff. Eventually, if you hear it enough, it, it all. It was like journeys don't stop believing. You know, like maybe when the first time somebody heard it, they didn't know what it meant mm-hmm. or whatever, and then it was like, oh shit. Yeah, it's, you know, sometimes it, you you hear a song and it's like a new shoe, new. A nice That's what I feel like you with just this. Got to wear it a little bit to really get comfortable with it. I felt that way about. Uh, Chili Pepper Stadium Arcadium. That album is fucking great now. That's such a classic album for me by them now. Uh, and I I don't remember being as big a fan of it as I was, as I am now, as I was when, I, when it first came out. Wow. They're also playing on the 29th as well. <laughs> they're playing at the chapel? No. <laughs> No, no, they're playing. I think they're playing at the Oracle, or they're playing <laughs> somewhere. That's awesome. Yeah, we're opening for the Chili Peppers, guys. No. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, 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 back to the, the band, man. So like, we did this song, Space Cadet. I met Mikey and Travis, the dudes who we eventually recorded the first album with, due to this thing called the Thing. It was like we tried to do it like once a month, every other every two weeks, and it was an intentional, like, kind of open mic thing where we would choose a different, we would choose, everybody in the audience would write down a theme, we'd put it into a hat, and we'd choose, we'd pull it out of the hat, and that would be the theme for the next one. And so, if you're an artist that was there, you could, like, put your name on the list to participate in the next one, and that we, and you'd have a theme, and you'd have to submit it, like, a couple, at least a couple of days before. So it was like an intentional open art thing where it wasn't exactly stuff that you've been doing that you've held on to for two years and you're just playing it in front of a crowd. No, it's like there's a time, there's a deadline for the 
for the like for the theme and to actually get the project done and if you had a song they would print out a pamphlet and they'd put the chords in the lyrics in the little pamphlet so people could sing along and they had a theme song for it it was really a lovely little thing the logo for it was three question marks so it was a thing 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 i so this does this still exist now no so oh, i think it, that it, i think it, it's it like that i mean that's a great idea yeah i know i'm pointing at you and no one can hear See me He's pointing, pointing at, you. at me. I'm yeah. sexually moving my eyebrows <laughs> at him. I'm winking my. <laughs> oh, I won't say. So it's funny you said. So we're talking about you know you're talking about a thing. This this thing. It was an idea. You yeah. know, it wasn't it wasn't a place. It wasn't. Uh, it's like hamburger helper. So it's just were, some noodles so and some beef, and you it. put it in. It's like it's the concept. Yeah. The idea of it. It's brilliant, and um, brilliant, also brilliant there, idea. Yes, there was this place called, downtown called the Brainwash. I don't know if you ever heard uh, of it. I think I remember that. But it reminds me of something like that. It's an idea. It's a place. It was called the Brainwash, but basically it was a cafe, a uh, laundry mat, and an open mic for comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my fucking god, dude. Oh my god. Ridiculous. I played an open mic. I played an open You played mic there. there. I fucking played there. Yeah, that's right, special. You know Tony Sparks? All right, y'all. Side story. Here's side story from my fucking time of playing the brainwash. Jesus Christ. It used to be on. Yeah, so I mean, that's what it is. So a thing or just for all the listeners who are listening. This a thing was a, an idea, something that, you know, you, you signed up for something like that and kind of sort of like uh, the concept and, and, and brainwash. And it's something that it was a great idea, but it doesn't exist anymore. But that doesn't mean you can't resolve it. What if what if a thing and brainwash, you made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with it, and we talked about it on Muni Radio? That'd be a trip if that happened. So, oh god. So I, I I like I was looking for open mics to play. I don't even. God damn! I don't even know how old I was. So when I was uh, when Good I was, open mics young, when I was Anybody 20, young out there When I was 23 And I first moved to San Francisco I got a DUI on, the, on my way back From my friend's house And then a couple years later After like Going to court twice And like Telling them that I would Go to the classes I didn't end up Going to the classes And I got arrested For drunk in public one night And then I ended up In jail for like Three weeks Down in Brevard City County Jail How the fuck do you get A drunk in public Were you pissing On the street No uh, That's a whole Another story My friend and I Were like like, We're fake fight We were like Drunk fighting buddies On the street And And like Some people thought We were really fighting And like There was a cop And be cops Driving by at the same time As well And they pulled over And we thought We could run really fast so we ran, and then we didn't get as far as we thought. You didn't? Did you have to jump over any fences? No, no. I just got no. You know what? I ended up running past the W, and you know, in the summer, in summer where the W is, there's the fire department next door. The, the firemen saw <laughs> the firemen saw that the cops were chasing me, and they <laughs> fucking tackled me. It might be the only recorded uh, arresting by a fireman in San Francisco. That's I might fucking be the only hilarious. One. I might be the only person to have ever gotten arrested by a firefighter. That is really fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. Good, bringing, good way to bring up that story, man. So how is this coming? What the fuck am I even talking about now? Brainwash. So brainwash. So I'm at the... So I <laughs> arrested signed, by a firefighter. S- yeah, arrested by a firefighter. So I'm at the brainwash and I'm there and I signed up and I'm like, oh shit. 
this is just comedian, 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 comedian. Oh, it's comedian night, open mic at the brainwash. I'm like, shit, well, I'm on the list. I got my guitar. I got to at least do, I got to at least tell the story. So when, when I proceeded to, I went up on stage. I don't know how fast I talk. So my talk is about as fast as I'm going to talk right now. So I told the story about when I was in my three weeks in jail in Redwood City County. Three weeks? Wow. Three, Possession yeah. of what? No, no. It was just for the DUI that I didn't even... It was just for the DUI I didn't go to the classes for. Like, it was a, that was the whole thing. I didn't go to the classes. ended up just having... I was like, fuck it, I'd rather... And I ended up having to go to the classes anyways, but whatever. So when you're in jail in the Redwood City County, they have the TV with basic cable. And there's these little pods and there's like 15 beds all together, like triple bunk beds. And there's a TV schedule, Spanish, English, Spanish, English, two hours a day. On the weekend, it's a free-for-all. It's always like soccer, like it's always sports, like soccer, baseball, whatever, basketball. Or it's movies, but even the Spanish language movies are like popular language movies. It was Sunday, and we had watched Crank, Crank, that Jason Statham movie. We watched that shit in Spanish. That shit was... <laughs> In Spanish. <laughs> we watched that shit in Spanish. Like when they were fucking in the market, like that Jason Statham narrating over fucking voice character. <laughs> oh, oh my god, dude. Uh we were watching that and then we watched started watching John Cusack's 2012 that like that like the theater version was like four like three and a half, four hours long or some shit like that. The TV version was like fucking five and a half hours long, and the Grammys were on that night. And it was the TVs were going off at midnight. It was like fucking eleven o'clock, and they were watching this stupid fucking movie. And it was like up on the up high toward the ceiling, like a hospital, like a hospital TV. So I jumped up onto the fucking bench, and I like I told everybody in the place at the end of the movie, I was like, "That guy dies. They fucking end up here. They fucking die. Fuck this fucking movie." Bow 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 bow. Beyonce. Which song? I don't even know anymore. I don't even know anymore. But <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Probably something my body's too bootylicious. By my body's too bootylicious for you, babe. Uh, and all the fucking Latino dudes like jumped out of their bed and started yelling at me like, "Oh, that's so disrespectful! <laughs> How could you tell us the end of the movie? They're about to fight me because I spoiled the movie." And like all the and then and then all. the... <laughs> And then all the white dudes jump up and they're like, don't, don't you touch him. And then because these, the pods are like in like a half daisy shape, all the other pods, like goldfish, like everybody was up on their plexiglass. See what was happening. Like there spoke, the Latino dude spokesman, this dude with like three fingers walked up. Who had to say shit the whole time. Walks up. He was like, why do you have to do that? No, it wasn't the two pink and one of the stick. It was. I can't remember. I think one of them was his trigger finger. <laughs> like, I found out later that he was just waiting to get transferred to San Quentin, bro. He was a hardcore motherfucker. Oh, damn. I was in deep. I didn't even know it. So I was like, no. Uh, no. That movie just you went, you went to San Quentin? No, 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 no. The, the, the dude that I was talking to, I found out we became buddies after this. This is where my charm comes in. I'm a charming motherfucker. I could tell. Listen, listen now. Maybe, maybe you got to be in I the pulled, studio right now. This guy's a charming. I pulled this shit out in jail. I was like, hey, man, that movie was fucking bullshit. <laughs> and why wouldn't you want to watch Beyonce? Like, I was like, who you would guys, not? I, exactly. I just lost. Brilliant. 
I logicked my way out of a fucking jail fight. <laughs> it's like with Beyonce. And this is what I told this, the story I told the, the brainwash. That's it. That's the story. I told that's the story. Wow. That's, that's a, a perfect turnaround. That's a circle back. And yeah. Then I, and then I played a song and then I got off stage. That's yeah. So what it is traditionally, anybody listening to the brainwash from what I've heard was a place that you would go and it was just like a one liner or yeah. a one song kind of thing where you just you do whatever how many ever how many one liners you could do. So yeah. you're sitting there, it's a laundry mat, yeah, it's a cafe, and you got people telling jokes. You got people that are taking a bite of their burger and someone tells them you know, a nasty, you know, right. dick joke, like or Yeah. Whatever. Oh, you like the the meat on that hot dog? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was maybe. maybe. I just can't imagine. So Tony Sparks eventually started to host that, and um, yeah, that guy could work crowd work. I feel like that's the same way with comedy. I love crowd work, man. I I love. Yeah, I could tell from the 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 show at the Utah I was at. I mean, I mean that's really when you're doing a live performance. I feel like that's a, a big. I mean, you're doing a live show. Yeah, I'm in. So I'm there to entertain them. Just as my, I'm like, um. I never really considered myself a musician. I feel like I'm more of just like an artist, entertainer. Like I can, then I can. I love writing songs. I love writing and I love entertaining. Uh, I I leave I leave the scales up to the other up to the other boys in the band. That's not my jam. I like to bash out the chords so I can write the song. Yeah. The less I have to play, the better I can. You got sing. a pretty solid band there. I do, man. It's like a really so. Circling back to that, like after we did Space Cadet, around that time, that iteration of the band kind of uh, dissolved, and but that's when I met Caden, Caden Owens, Kador, at Kador the Destroyer on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, uh, man, he helped me rebuild the band. You know, without him, who knows where the band would be. Uh, and he introduced me to Nate. He was where he was working at some sushi restaurant in the dog patch. And uh, Nate came in. They became buddies. And we told him about the show. And I met Nate. And I was like, "You're great at guitar. Playing at this like, I had just booked us a residency at the Milk Bar. And uh, <laughs> no. and Nate, I had booked us a residency at Milk Bar. And Nate. And I was like, Nate, you're the lead guitar player of the band, man. Show up next week. <laughs> like, that's great. That's the best. I was. At- I just threw him into the fire. He'd never. So- he'd never been in a band either, man. He he's come a really long way, and he's become a, a really great uh, songwriting partner for me. Like, he, uh, he helps me work a lot of stuff out. In your head? No, like you know. <laughs> just kidding. With no, you. no, <laughs> in my head. Now I'll, I'll come to him with ideas and be like, oh man, I'm looking to like, what can I do to fill in this portion here? Like, how can I make a good musical transition? Like I'll, I'll show up and I'll have a, you know, I don't like to completely map out everything. Cause like I said, I'm not, uh, I'm not as interested in music theory and arrangement theory and things like that. I just like to come with a framework for a song and that, that, that it's, that's where I'll, I'll let the rest of the band get their creative bones out. So I don't need to lay every brick on the road. You know, like let's let's. I'll this come, is the yellow brick room. I'll lay a design, yeah, baby. I'll lay. It, I'll come out with the direction, and then we'll lay the bricks together. Fuck, that's a good one. That's a good. Hey, kids, I like that. If you learn to write songs and starting a band, that's, that's how you write a song. 
You want to write it's a like song? Playing tennis. You set the direction in the road, and then you lay the bricks together. Please write that down. It's a fun one. Put that on a... Yeah, so have you ever been to New York? Cup. Uh, I have been to New York. I was just there like two weeks ago. Two weeks? Have you been to... Well, a long time ago now. I was, and then I was... CBGB's. Brooklyn. You no. been to CBGB's? No. No, I hadn't been there. There was a punk rock dive. Oh, I know of it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. So, I definitely know of it. And, uh, so they, I they feel like... The anniversary of the Stonewall Inn recently, too. Yeah, so what I'm trying stone, to figure out... The stonewall, and this is Stonewall. The Stonewall you, riots. Stonewall... Yeah. Remember. What do you think is the CBGBs of San Francisco? Oh, jeez. That's tough, huh? Some good yeah. ones. I I have some no. I have um, some some ideas, but uh I don't I I want to want you to tell me. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean CB I mean just, so anybody that doesn't know what CBGBs is it is where punk rock in America was started. It was fucking nasty it was you know cheap drinks people mosh pitting and you know getting black eyes in the fucking mosh yeah, pits yeah a very, a very classic place in the, the American rock and roll story for sure so what I'm trying to figure out is that I mean what do you think is that now is there anything like that uh, you know what I'm sure there is I just am not cool enough to know about it <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out you know like that's the, the there's so many like in every in every city every city's got it I mean I guess punk rock is just more of a mutation of rock and roll so I don't want to over stimulate the whole punk thing but yeah. I I feel like the the knockout is pretty grimy and it's kind of this cut this thing about it and the park side. Oh yeah, love the knockout. And uh I never I haven't played at the park side yet. Maybe that's oh. on the list. Yeah, it should be. Up uh yeah, you know what I think I've been invited to play a couple of times, but you know how the how scheduling works out, you know, sometimes they just haven't had the right schedule link up yet. We'll get there someday. The milk bar is pretty swanky. Um and it's becoming really. Uh, I think its name is becoming more synonymous with uh, with comedy right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's that's really funny working that you for say them. That. I think it's really, it really seems to be really working for them right now. Yeah, the comedy thing is great, and um, I've known some folks that uh, hosted the uh, comedy there, and it is a revolving door. You think about San Francisco. There is millions of people that come here to just visit. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about it. You got these. So one of these um, folks that I've actually met and became friends with that books the events. He's got people coming in. There. I've never even seen these people before. They're just from some other part of the world or, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's just been packed and it wasn't always like that. I think that's, I think that's what it is. I think, you know, if, you're doing something you believe in, and there's two people in the audience at first. Oh, eventually, yeah. I've played those shows. Yeah, eventually, I've played to staff only. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one you were oh, telling me about, right? <laughs> I've played to staff only multiple times, man. 
Sometimes that shit happens. Sometimes it happens, and uh, whatever. Yeah, you so know? I mean, this, this, uh, yeah, you're right about the comedy thing. I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. the comedy thing here, you know, in the Bay Area, Mutiny Radio, and beyond, um, you know, because we're doing a lot of open mics here. I'm the only one that calls them comedy battles. Now, um, uh, there I was love one the week. Battles. More, there thing, was one more week- things need to be battles. We need to fight more for th- for more. In our, we need to fight for more things in our life. I think every open mic should be a battle. Yes. I, yes, we, we, you know, we need that kind of grading scale uh, to know whether we're the best or not. You know, I would yeah. love to, I would love to do another battle of the bands. That shit's fun. It really puts the whole thing into another uh, level of focus. I think you're right about that. You know, it's still the last, very communal. The last battle of the bands but I ever went to. Everybody, it drives everybody to be better. Yeah, there needs to be more of that, and I think that, you know, should we we should put together a battle of the bands. Uh, I mean, I can't technically be involved because I'd be entering it, but wink, wink. Uh, yeah. Let's do a battle of the bands together. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, I think quink, we should quink, do quink. that. I think um, this might be the beginning of the start uh, to you the beginning. What? How about I October? How about you and you and Trixie Rasputin put together the Battle of the Bands? I think so. We're going to be doing it. So we have a comedy festival that's going on from October 9th to the 15th. And we were talking about infusing the music with it. Yeah. With the comedy festival. So maybe we could potentially um, maybe have a band at every, so, every show a band or, uh, you know, at every show. And then at the end, you vote who's the best band. Jeez. That could be See. fun. You could do it if you were to do it in one day. No, it'd be over a week. That'd be tough to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Know, we could probably do it. We might what? do it separately from the comedy festival, but yeah, yeah. I think you're on to something here. Yeah. This might be the start to something. Yeah. It's like I mean, a snowball. Co- competition just drives, <laughs> I mean, competition will just drive everybody to do cooler stuff. You know? I love it. I love doing that. I mean, I grew up Like American sports. Idol? Uh, no, no, no. I, just I, fucking I, mean, I was waiting for that. That was I, the perfect reaction. I that's what I was playing for. sports, so I guess that's kind of the competitive side of me, but I would love, to, that'd be so much fun. We'd, we'd all get to know each other so much better. Yeah, so I'm thinking that that, that is in the works right now, a little um, battle of the bands. I will fucking crush you. October, I think that's enough time we to plan that. we have, like, WWF-style, like, sessions. It's going to be like a... It's going to be like a burlesque show. There's going to be... Yeah. I'm totally down for That's hilarious. Yeah, so I know, uh, you know, you guys are playing the Silk Road Truckers. we got Colton uh, from the Silk Road oh, Truckers yeah. right here. Yeah, let's do a check back from in. From in the band. Uh, they're going to be playing at the chapel on July 29th. July 29th. Yeah. July 29th with Spirit Hustler. Uh, Spirit Hustler is a great band, man. They're from around here as well. Uh, and actually, it's an official like guitar player magazine event as well. Uh, guitar hero, guitar player, magazine. a player. Yeah, J- Jimmy, the frontman uh, for that group, is a writer. He's a, he's a writer for that magazine. Uh, so he's got. Oh man, his, uh, the, there's gonna be that's some fun. really good slide there that night. That's a great venue. Yeah. Chapel the 29th. We're gonna play another track back for you, everyone out there listening in. This is the Silk Road Truckers. This song is called 
Sky of Life. Oh, should uh yeah, I'll do a little I'll talk about it after. Yeah, we'll be we'll be talking about it. This will be fun. Doobie doobie da. Doobie doobie. Doobie doobie da. That's the one. And
That is the Silk Road Truckers live yeah. here, sitting back in the box with the front man, Colton. Yeah, baby. That is a fun track. Yeah, dude. So, uh, are you the year of the tiger? Oh, no, I'm year of the ox. 1985, all the nice. way live. Samir is thriller. Come on, get me, killer. <laughs> uh, so, that song, Sky of Life, uh, it's basically. Uh, so, let me tell you. Silk Road Truckers, they'll tell you about the name, which leads into this song. Silk Road Truckers. The, the Silk Road was the original trade route between the East and the West, yeah? Uh, in the past. Uh, future, in the present, it's the largest online black market on the dark web. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, that. We all know that. You can get reviews on your cocaine and your hand grenades on silkroad.whatever on the dark web. Oh, okay, so in the future, this is where I combined it. When we're intergalactic, we're going to have black market superhighways called the Silk Road. And these are the truckers on the Silk Road. And this is like the music that they listen to on the Silk Road of galactic space. Uh, at one point, I was working with the, the original bass player, Zilla. She's now a tattoo artist in Maine. Uh, she's so awesome. Uh, we, she was a comic book artist, and we were going to make a comic book story for it. And I had an animator... Uh, Drew uh, at Boxed Car Toketo on Instagram. He is a great artist and he cartoonified the band at one point, but that was always changing members. <laughs> so it never really came to fruition. But in the future, so that's what, uh, so Silk Road Truckers were the space truckers, uh, I guess. And so if this song, the song is about when we're intergalactic, we're traveling from planet to planet, and as humanity is usually done, uh, when it's going to new places, we show up and we fuck it all up. So, <laughs> the beginning of the song, the nice calm part is, oh, it's our travel through space, time, space, time. Uh, and we get to the end, the, there's the landing sequence, the three, two, one, and that's, our, that's when we land, and that's when the chaos of the second part of the song starts, is the landing sequence, and us taking over the planet and doing all our shittiness, and... And once again, it comes back to the calmness. We leave the planet and we move on because as we spread through space, uh, you know, we'd like to think that we're going to be more enlightened people as we go on, but I'm sure we thought that 3,000 years ago as well. So That's really that's philosophical. It. Yeah. Yeah, the world's, gonna, the world's fucked up and it's going to continue to be fucked up. Occupy Mars. I'd rather occupy Uranus. That's a great one. I love the double meaning. That was that was the sign of Uranus. That was great. I have some Uranus uh, references. And I have another. Speaking of Uranus and planetary spheres, I have a project called Thrillhammer. It's a whole another podcast, guys. Uh, There's one song called Heavenly Spheres. It's going to be our next single. Heavenly Spheres was based off of this quote. I think it's an Aristotle quote. Um, I, when we were born, like why why can't we hear the other planets? What's the idea? And like he's he proposed that uh, when we were born, we can hear the songs of the planets, but as we go as we grow up, we get so used to them being there, like sky is blue, uh, that we just don't notice them anymore. And so, that idea for that song is, what if we could hear the songs of the planets? I've got pictures of Mars. I've been to Venus. 
I don't know. I just made it up. I came back oh, to I'll Earth. Space I came back right to now. Earth. At no, one point, you at one point you come back to Earth, though. This is great. Silk Road oh, Truckers, right? We got a live performance. To me to I'm not playing Space Odyssey right now. <laughs> 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 I'm just fucking around, guys. I can't. I can't handle the copyright fees. I can't tell you. I mean, I'm really pumped for this chapel show. Yeah, me too, man. I can't wait for that shit. We've That's been... enough time to rest and you know have a bunch of Gatorade and. You know. Yeah, rest them vocal cards. 29th. Yeah, 29th. The 29th is, well, today is the 9th. So the 29th. Mm. Oh, man, we're doing our photo shoot for the album on uh, the 20th. The album the album uh, is coming. The album is coming. Uh, we're working it out. Like, we just got the final mastered copies done. We're getting the lacquer cut for the vinyls. Getting all our vinyls ready. Give out to the good people. Doing our photo shoot on the 20th. Then we got the chapel on the 29th. That's exactly. It's a Friday night, 29th. Mm -hmm. It is three Fridays find, from now. Find the, find the link to the Eventbrite on our Instagram. Silk Road Truckers. Yeah, we have that there. Um, yeah, that's going to be fun. It's going to be a really exciting year. I can't wait for that's it. It's a great venue. You could pack so many people in there. We could, and we're going to damn well try. You know, we can see who's listening, so I'm going to look up who every person is listening. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that you come. One way or the other. It is not a threat. It's just a, it's just a heavy implication. Yeah. How much time we got left? We got one for one live performance here, huh? We got one for one. All right, I'll play one Close for the Close up the show here. Right, hey, you know what? It's perfect timing because this song is called Road Tripping. Road tripping. Road tripping. Uh, so Road Truckers, Colton in the box here yeah. with a nylon string guitar in the mission, 21st in, in Florida. You know how to write most of my songs on a nylon string guitar, and this song's just about being on a trip with a, with a person that you love. That's it. It's just a fun, simple song. Ready, kids? Up and down the coast we roam where we... Oh, shit. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Alright, ready kids? Up and down the coast of Rome Where we'll end up, don't know what no Coastline to coastline, swear 
when I'm strong Gonna stay long Turn into a song I'll hit the road and never Not be at home again That was a fun song. Thanks, man. <gasps> Only one sail away from the show. Look at that. Wow, look that at that. <laughs> even even uh even one. SoundCloud. All the cash prizes. These are delicious. Oh, SoundCloud for sure. Fuck SoundCloud You're right now. You're sponsored now. No, wow. seriously. Let's set you up on Shopify. Yeah, that's all right. You know what is uh <laughs> it, yeah. So I mean eventually after this ten second ad, um, that now SoundCloud is being you know, they must have sold the somebody. Being a little bitch. Yeah, it was never like that. SoundCloud used to be the underground thing. Yeah. Shit. Now it's all MeUndies. There it is. And Food Fresh ads. That's when you know you've made it with this podcast. Gosh. When you... It's really fun having you on the show. Hey, man, I had such a good time being here. I'm glad I brought the donuts. I'm glad you brought the whiskey. It really paired well together. Yeah, the donuts, the whiskey, and the Coors Light. I think our personalities paired pretty well together today, too. Let's touch feet. Oh, yeah. Pounding the feet. I mean, this is content for my OnlyFans Amateur Foot Wrestling Contest. Check it out. Hashtag <laughs> discount code Mr. San Francisco. $5 off your first month subscription. Yeah. July 29th. July the chapel. The chapel. Check us out. Insta, YouTube, or all the uh, Silk Road Truckers. Silk Road Truckers. Bunch of motherfuckers. Mother, mother truckers. Motherfuckers. 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 If you buy one of our t-shirts, it comes with a headband built in. Yeah, so that is the the shirt actually has a part you said at the bottom of it where you can cut it and make it a headband. Yeah, that says motherfucker. That's great. Yeah, everybody needs that. Everybody needs this. They when need I it. when I go to my capoeira class, I need my motherfucker headband. That's great. Yeah, you're sitting down doing a smiling dog. Yeah, so I go to improv at the exit theater. I need my motherfucker headband. That's great. Really fun times. Well, I know, you, you know, July 29th, that's a couple Fridays from now. Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. And we will catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government, and it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I was just leaving the theater. <laughs> 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. Oh, right. And I started to do some thinking. Around in and on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I told you. Can I see? Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? 
Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show. One of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission a leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's sk of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Introducing 
international banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government and its personal as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers, get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like, in front of an audience, like, other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. Time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you.